Coming live from Salt Lake City, United States, our guest for tonight. Welcome to this very special show of the KJ Masterclass, the show which ensures that you profit from your time here with experts either through their industry insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we got a lot, lot to learn from John Kovach Jr. straight from the United States live. John Kovach Jr., an award-winning international motivational speaker, global mastermind leader, number one best-selling author. John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is truly an honor, and I love your show. I've been jumping on LinkedIn and following you and listening to more. It's it's fantastic. I'm just happy to be here. And we are very very happy to have you for for a lot of people, not just in India but outside. But you see, India is a big country. A lot of people. Young people, they got to learn a lot of things, you know, and wherever something good comes in, I feel wherever we can get something for our uh, Indian friends here, I simply try to get them here. So straight to the point, uh, John, we got lots of people who are working in different aspects. They try to be good at what they do. How to be a high performer in whatever we do in our day-to-day -day lives. It's for everybody. It is. It is. In fact, I... And, and, and obviously, you're... Four irrefutable laws of high performance. That's something we, I would like to know for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of background. So I grew up in poverty. My family did not have much money, you know, despite living in, you know, a, a decent city in the, the farms of, of, of the United States. <clears throat> and what, what that allowed us to do was you know, get create. <clears throat> excuse me, get creative. And the more creative we became, the more opportunities we found. And so at a young age, I think I was about 12 years old, I noticed that my mom was putting in a lot of extra work. She was working other jobs to bring family more money so that we could go on vacations, do what the normal kids were doing, or, or have a little bit of extra, or even just have a cool um, celebration like cake or something fun for our birthdays. It was just to work extra. And I recognized how hard my mother was working outside of what my father was doing. And I wanted to add to that. I wanted to be a part of the situation. And so at 12 years old, my mom and I decided we were going to start a vending machine business. Vending machines, okay. for those who know, are the machines you go and you, you know, put in the coins and then you get a little snack out of. We put a bunch of vending machines in businesses or offices all over the city and we would go and we'd collect and we'd restock them. And that became our first business. And my mother was working so hard. I was working so hard. I actually really enjoyed it because, you know, if ever this foods expired, I would just get to snack on them, which made it really fun as a young hungry kid. <laughs> but you know, that, that mindset of being a little bit more, adding a little bit of extra energy into something really helped me at a young age because that wasn't the first business I ever enjoyed building. I, at age 14, I started building my own um, uh, landscaping business where I ran around the, the neighborhoods and helped, helped um, very, very wealthy people do their yards, do their gardens and, and so forth so that I could help and make money off of that. And then at age 16, I was like, you know what? Uh, I love going to parties. I love going to dances. I love going to um, things where there's just live music and just beautiful atmosphere. And I realized that I, I could do a good job if I had the right equipment, if I had the right music, and I wanted to I wanted to participate in that. So I saved up all my money from all my other jobs. 
I built myself a DJing company. And at age 16, I started DJing. And unfortunately, I put out a, a, a few local DJs out of business because I started, <laughs> I started getting all of the middle schools and the high schools and all of the, uh, the local uh, student organizations. I started getting their, their dances, their parties, their celebrations, and so forth. And what I learned from that wasn't that I was a good DJ or that I was a really great entrepreneur. What I realized that is I have an energy and a voice and my voice is what I could use to help attract people into performance. Um, as a DJ and an MC, I took that microphone and I always carry, I always carry a small microphone just to remind me, here's a little small microphone, just to remind me of that moment. And behind the microphone, I was able to use my voice to get people who were kind of shy, who probably weren't usually the dancing type. And I was able to motivate them to move into the dance floor and have the time of their lives. And that I knew, I knew from then on that I could use my voice, whether it be in the written form, whether it be in the verbal form, that I can motivate and inspire people to take action. And so that's when I started to think a little bit bigger. That's when I started to use leadership to motivate and inspire people to do things other than uh, um, dancing. Um, and I started focusing on goals and habits and things that would help them to overcome their challenges. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, to yeah. kind of wrap up my background and my story is that led to me becoming an international motivational speaker at age 16, where I focused on leadership. I focused on various principles found in my one of my favorite books of all time. It's called mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I also started to use my voice for good, to spread that word. And uh, with that being said, to, to wrap my story up in my background is I actually came up with four irrefutable laws of high performance as a result of my studies. Um, I started doing some accountability coaching and accountability coaching is where you help a bunch of people or many people to overcome challenges and you help them set daily goals, you track their goals, you create key performance indicators and you follow their progress until they achieve their goal and you either celebrate with them or you cry on their shoulder when they don't achieve it and you help them through that process. And so I've learned a lot in all that and I just wanted to share a few tips and tricks to help you with high performance so that you can easily take a small difference in your daily schedule, your daily habits and attitudes, so that when you achieve your goals, you will see yourself achieving goals at high performance rates. And that's important because many of us can achieve goals. I got up out of bed this morning. That's a goal. I did it. Woohoo! I start drinking yeah, yeah. a big gallon of water a day, whatever I need to do. But those yeah. are little things. If you can achieve the little things, you can achieve the big things. So there's just a little bit and we can get into more of that. But I just wanted to share how I came to be who I am and why I wrote what I did. Right. Right. So would you like to elaborate? Firstly, you know, mothers are the same everywhere. Your mother works so hard for the family. And we can, we can, you know, culturally we can, uh, relate to that Indian mothers also do so much a bit sentimental but then mothers are I guess the same everywhere in slightly maybe different ways they show their love but it's I guess it's the same everywhere so it's nice you brought that up you know that 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 helps a lot of people here also understand more about more about USA the families and all it's not just about what they get from Hollywood movies you know yeah yeah and and and, and there is a like 
which we are where people struggle to try and find meaning to their life, try to write, try, run their families. You started so early in life, you know, at 16 and vending machines and everything. Can you elaborate a bit more, more on this, you know, laws of performance, very simple ways that how if in all fields people are there, but these things will help them be a better performers in their in whatever they do, business, day to day life, just being themselves. Absolutely. And thank you for the comment about my mother. Um, she really is an inspiration to me. She's overcome a lot. And, and I will say that in all of this, my dad or my father is an extremely hard worker. And despite yeah. the poverty we grew up in, he's overcome that. And he, he has been my stalwart example of, of, of tenacity and perseverance. And my father has been just an, an amazing example of hard work and somebody who puts his nose to the grind and really makes it happen. And that's something that's inspired me. So thank you for saying that. And as a result of these four irrefutable laws of high performance, and the reason why I call them the four irrefutable laws, it's because you can't go without them. These are literally things that I didn't, I, I did not invent these. These are just natural things that we've accumulated over years that if we put in the right context, we will achieve great things. And I author this in my books and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but the yeah. four irrefutable laws are actually very simple and they are laws because the laws that conduct success require action. If right. there is no action, then there is no abiding by these laws. And the first law that anyone can uh, to really just adopt in their life is personal accountability. You need okay. to have personal accountability. And what that means for me is everybody knows the definition of the word integrity. Integrity right. is, and most people will define integrity is doing what you say when people are not watching. And I would like to Absolutely. add to that definition and say mm -hmm. integrity is not only what you do when people are watching, but integrity is what you do as a result of the promises and commitments you make to yourself. Integrity right. is far more important than what other people see or think. Integrity is all about what you personally do say and think and act as a result of your commitments. So personal accountability is number one. We can't even achieve any of the other three laws of high performance until you establish a personal accountability system. And it is super simple to do. Absolutely easy. If I say I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning, I need to be gosh darn sure that I wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning. I need to do whatever it takes. I need to set the alarm uh, at 6.30 so I can take 30 minutes to roll out of bed, or I need to set up something that when my alarm goes off, I get splashed with water or whatever I need to do. I need to take the time to make sure I do what I need, what I say I'm gonna do. That is the most important. If we build integrity within ourselves, we will be able to succeed moving forward. I'll touch base a little bit and I'll give you guys some free resources to help you dive deeper into these four laws. I'm also writing it down. You see that it's not never too late to learn something. So first, <laughs> personal accountability, I have written it down myself, okay? Yeah, please yeah, dive deep, as deep as you want to. Awesome, I, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, based on what you said, I will say, I had a client who 
uh, I was helping achieve their goals. And this client was 73 years old. And this client wanted to improve their health, their wealth, and their mental stability. And that was it. And I said, okay, health, wealth, mental stability. And I said, okay, you're 73 years old. I'm 27 years old. How am I going to help you with your mental stability? And we we did a lot of research. We did a lot of understanding. And I actually learned that that first law, the first law of high performance, personal accountability, that this person actually w- was really suffering from a lack of trust and a lack of, of confidence in themselves. And when we worked on little little activities every single day to build confidence and, and to trust a little bit more, all of a sudden their personal integrity just skyrocketed to the to the heights they've never seen before. And they were allowed they were allowed to give themselves permission to achieve. All of a sudden I see the 73-year-old who has never run a mile in their entire life start training for marathons and started swimming uh, um, in in open water because they wanted to train and keep their body right. And then when they were taking their body uh, um, seriously and their health seriously, all of a sudden up here in the mind became stronger. And it was so important to see this because, again, such a disparity – 25, 27 year old versus 73 year old. And I still was able to help this individual just to see that confidence in themselves and a little bit of trust helped them to create a stronger ability within themselves to be integrous and to do what they say they're going to do. And even at 73, you're never too old. You're never too young. You can start whenever to start having a little bit more confidence in yourself and building that personal accountability. That's law number one. And law number two only builds off of law number one. So if you don't if you don't get that personal integrity down, uh, it's going to be tough to move forward. But irrefutable law number two of high performance is that you need to develop some sort of accountability system with an accountability partner. And okay. an accountability partner is somebody who you can trust. And you see where I'm going with this. The 73-year-old had issues with trust. And if you can have a little bit of confidence in yourself, you'll be more open to trustworthiness with other people. And I use this opportunity to share that when you build trust with one another, that means that you can be held accountable as well as be accountable. Most people think of the word accountability as doomsday. When I read the news, when I open my newspaper, and I read, you know, what's going on on Wall Street in the, in the United States and the United States or what's happening with the world banks. And I read up on everything going on. I'll see articles about, you know, this person needs to be held accountable for the moves they made in the market. And it's 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 frustrating because accountability is not a negative thing and right. it's not a doomsday thing either. Mm-hmm. Accountability is a responsibility. And if Absolutely. you can if you can achieve responsibility, then you can acquire so much more in your life. So principle or law number two is you need to adapt and develop an accountability partner system. I recommend that you do not use a family member or somebody who's really, really close to you that's going to let things slide. You want yeah. to find in, fact, a- in fact, I, I was going to ask you about yeah. that: how to create an accountability system with an accountable partner and how to found, find one and now you have said that it's not going to be from within the people you are close to so how does 
one do that that's that's uh, that is more more belief you know self belief to trust somebody else you know yes you're actually you're absolutely right and and the, there's there's two ways that i would recommend finding a great accountability partner first of all it can be a friend it can be a friend but that friend okay. needs to be the type of friend who will never let you slip the kind of friend who believes in your goals believes in your dreams just as much as you do and typically this is the kind of person who isn't just a you know going to be belligerently bullying you into your goals and dreams this person is going to hopefully ask for reciprocity and reciprocity means what goes around comes around so if i find an accountability partner a friend who i say hey friend look my goal is to develop a nonprofit in the philippines where we build um, a a a freshwater pearl farm. I know this is totally uh, an interesting random concept, but um, if I want to address a, a freshwater pearl farm and use the profits to help families in the Philippines and all over the world build their small businesses so that they can be self-sustainable and financially stable, um, how do I, how, you know, can you help me be accountable to those goals? A big dream, big goal. And my accountability partner is somebody who says, you know what? I believe in that. I think that that's such a really great idea. I would also like you to help me. All right. And my accountability partner says, I'm working on a goal where I want to travel the world. I want to leave my small city and go see new cities, new countries. And I need to be able to make, you know, a, 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 an X percentage of my income to do so. And I need to achieve sales bonuses and all these things. Can you help me do that? And I say, wow, wouldn't that be cool if we could travel the world together? I love that goal. So you share love and appreciation for each other's dreams and goals. And you use that energy to help one another. So there's reciprocity. So now, now you've acquired a friend who's excited about your goals, who when you fall up or come up short and you mm -hmm. say, hey, uh, this week was kind of rough. I um, I didn't raise any money for my business. Uh, they say, man, that that's that's really bad. Like, don't you know that your goal is more important than you not getting sleep, or don't you know that your goal is more important than you taking the time to go to happy hour with your friends and drink some alcohol? Like, it is more important that you achieve your goal and do what you say you're going to do because you are full of integrity. Law number one. Don't you want to do that? And that person will hold you accountable. And I love that because they respect you. They give you that information. And when you do achieve it, that person's there to celebrate with you. And so it, yeah. it helps you so much more. So again, the qualities of a great accountability partner are first, somebody who won't let you fail. Somebody who yeah. definitely believes in everything that you are working towards. And number three is that you can use this person for a reciprocal partnership. And that when you give some, they will give back as well. That leads me into right. irrefutable law number three, which is when in doubt, <clears throat> when you find your accountability partner, you can also upgrade what I call it upgrade to somebody who is absolutely going to give you a system and a process to achieve what you want to achieve. This person is usually a business coach. 
an executive coach, um, a high performance coach, uh, somebody in the realm who can coach you or help you do what you need to do, but because they've either done it or that they have a strategic system on how to do it faster. My personal understanding of achieving high performance is not just doing it better, faster, stronger, but it's surrounding myself with the types of people who will know how to get you there faster. And this is really the lead into the last two laws is because you need to be around people who know how to get you there. If I want to go to the, right now the winter Olympics is on, right? And right. Uh, it, we're all from around the world, we're watching the winter Olympics. And right. if, if I want to be an Olympic athlete, I'm not going to go to my kindergarten gymnastics coach and say, can you take me to the Olympics? I'm going to go to a coach who has either coached gymnastics, who has been to the Olympics, or somebody who knows what it takes to be a high performer. And I'm going to follow their advice. And so law number three is once you have your integrity, once you have other accountability partners, if you really want to accelerate your success, you want to invest in yourself by working with somebody who can get you there faster. And that is through the professionalism and the acceleration of a, a, a professional accountability partner. I call them coaches. Some call them mentors. Some call them mm. uh, um, um, uh, uh, partners. I want mm. you to find somebody who will truly get you there. There is no yeah. greater investment right. than working with people who know exactly what you need to do and will absolutely hold you accountable. Because once you have that, you will be able to accelerate your success. So that's law number three. Are you ready for law number four? Because yes, yes, yes. This yes. one's the pinnacle. This one wraps it all up. And you'll be like, wow, I can easily do all four of these. High performance right. number four. Law of the irrefutable laws of high performance number four. I am called the global mastermind leader. I travel the world, I speak on many stages, and I teach people a principle from this book here, Think and Grow Rich, and I know right. that this is available in every country. Think and Grow Rich has a principle called the Mastermind Methodology, and it's in okay. chapter 10, and it's extremely simple. When you surround yourself with one or two or three, one or more persons, and you get together regularly, like Okay. Once a week, twice or, you know, twice a month or, you know, when, when, as often as you can. And in the same spirit of harmony and understanding, you work together to achieve each other's goals and dreams, overcome challenges. You find ways to help one another. This is literally your closest group of allies, your confidants, the people yeah. who you can trust with your business, with your family, with your life. These are a group of people who are more interested in you and willing to help you first rather than serve themselves. This is the type of person and the group of people you need to surround yourself with. A lot of people will say, and we all have heard, you are the average of the five people you hang around most. We've heard Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when yeah. you hang around really, really successful people, that's really great. And a lot of people say, wow, I should, I should surround myself with millionaires or I should <laughs> try to surround myself with, with, with real estate moguls and gurus and people who have lots of money because that's the kind of person I want to be. That is true. 
You need to surround right. yourself with the types of people who you want to be with. But there's another step that we forget. It's not just hanging out with these people. It's not just going to happy hour with these people. You need to have the heart and the mindset of serving these people. And let me define the word serve because I think in other countries and cultures, that word could be misunderstood. When you have the heart of helping other people, where your mindset is, if I help enough people get what they want, I will also get what I want in return. If you have that mindset, you are now thinking on two different levels than the regular level. I call this the levels of influence, okay? The first right. level of influence is 95% of the world's population out of 7 billion people, 90% of people think this way. They think mm. on a transactional level. When you think right. on a transactional level, you're only thinking about yourself and you're only thinking about what you can give or sorry, what you can gain. Get. And that's the type of... That's the type of attitude we see when people go on Facebook or, or social media, they see so many advertisements, so many things that people post. And those are very, very transactional communications. That influence is what the world is used to. But if you want to separate yourself from the rest of the world, all you have to do is think on a different level. And that is think on either a level of reciprocity or a reciprocal thinking level of thinking or a perpetual perpetual is ongoing, evervescent, never changing, evergreen. And that's what you think. So when you have the attitude of, I am going to, I'm going to give as much as I can to help their, this person get what they want so that I know that they will always have my back, that they will also in return, help me get what I want. If my heart is in helping other people, I will get everything you want. There's a very, very famous international world motivator named Zig Ziglar, Z-I-G. Right, right. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. knows Zig, right? And Zig Ziglar, his entire philosophy was you can have anything in this world if you help enough people get what they want. Right. You can have anything right. in this world. So if that's your understanding, irrefutable law number four is to surround yourself with a mastermind of people. And a mastermind is a group of people who believe mm. the same thing. Number okay. one is I will serve you before I serve myself so that you get what you want. And I know you'll help me too. These are the types of people that you must surround yourself with. If you want to have accelerated success in any area of your life. And I have put all four of these laws to the test. I have researched them for about 10 years. I've been an accountability coach. I've helped athletes. I've helped professionals. I've helped an intern go from intern to CEO in less than nine months. I've seen right. individuals build businesses, triple their income, scale their businesses, sell it for millions of dollars. I've seen all of this happen by just using these four irrefutable but yet simple principles. And that is first, personal accountability, the most important. Second right. is to have an accountability partner yeah. who you trust. Third is to hire a coach if it's necessary to get where you need to go. And then the right. fourth one is to surround yourself with more than one person that's right. that's going to believe in serving you as much as you believe in serving them. And when you surround yourself with those people, you will achieve 
great results of success. When I joined my first mastermind, uh, it was a it was a paid mastermind. Um, it okay. cost about five hundred dollars a month to be in this mastermind, and I literally just quit my job because I was working in a real estate office in Salt Lake City for one of the wealthiest re real estate um, brokers in the country, and. I was just, I was so excited about where I was in my life and my business, but I recognized that I could do so much more if I used my voice for motivation and power. So I actually quit my job and I realized that I needed to be a part of this mastermind where I was helping CEOs and other business owners achieve what they needed to achieve. And I wanted to be there, but I didn't have any money because I just quit my job, but I did anything I could. I drove for Uber. I delivered pizzas. I donated my own blood and plasma for money. I did whatever I could to be in that room. And sometimes that's all we need to do is do whatever we possibly can to sacrifice and be in that room so that we can surround ourselves with the right people. In just a few short months after sacrificing and making it work so that I could afford to be in that room, I tripled whatever I was making back at my corporate office. I started several new businesses. I started writing my first book and so many other amazing things came from me helping other people as they were helping me. And that truly accelerated my success. And I don't speak for myself. I speak for everyone else in that group as we took a 19 year old and in just six months, they built a business that was making them over a half a million dollars by just taking photos of homes for real estate agents. I took another business who made a synthetic hair product from an online retailer to now selling uh, synthetic hair uh, materials for worldwide customers. And she is now doing amazing. And right. so many other products and services came out of this small little mastermind group. And what came for me? Oh man, my life changed. I was more motivated, more inspired to be a part of a group of people who were high performers, high achievers. So there you go. Yeah. There are the four irrefutable laws of high performance. Yeah, I've written, I've, yes, yes, yes. I've written them all, all four of them. On the fourth point, I had a small, you know, question. Uh, Absolutely. Ask yeah. Yeah, yeah. One small question. I guess uh, somebody said, I most likely it was Elon Musk, but I'm not sure whether he quoted some from somewhere else. But I read it as part of him that he said that when you are the smartest person in the room, then perhaps you are in the wrong room. Now, on the level, you know, levels of influence and having a good company and uh, keeping yourself with the mastermind. Now, how does one do that? Uh, and if he can find confidence in those people and they are your own people, then actually they should be helping. Help. How do you get the best out of that situation? How to, how to you know, balance both, both the things together? I love this question. And I, I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I know that when you surround yourself with people who are much smarter, know what they're doing, that you absolutely can provide value. And it's with that heart of serving one another, right? If you go into any situation, some people will question, they'll say, I can't surround myself with millionaires because I don't know how to help them. I don't know what to give them. If you yes. sit down and buy a millionaire a drink, all of a sudden 
they're a lot more interested in who you are and they will open up to you. It's as easy as three. It's a three letter word. It starts with a, it ends in SK. We need to learn to ask. A lot of us think that if we don't, if we, if if we don't know ahead of time, then we're never going to know. But the truth is, is we need to be naive enough and, I, I also say you need to think like a child. You need to be so um, naive that you don't know that you'll just ask questions. I know that every little four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, they ask me the same question. Why? 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 Every little every little question is why? Why this? Why that? Because, you know, we get so frustrated. But if we, in, if we channel the heart of a child and we ask Absolutely. questions – we can always find what people need and what people need. Oftentimes you'll be so surprised. It's so simple and we can always help them. Sometimes it's as easy as like, you know what? I just, I just need to call somebody to talk. Sometimes it's, I just need somebody to like, you know, if I'm ever in a crisis can pick up my family and take me to the airport or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's super simple things that we all have access to or the ability to do so. Um, my, my answer to your question is, is first of all, yes, 100%. You need to surround yourself who you believe are smarter. So I would go to places where I know the smart people hang out with because I know that I am a simple person. I can always find someone who knows a lot more than I do. And so right. And you have, you have answered about why they would allow you to do so. So you have already answered it. ASK, you ask, isn't it? Ask, exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's very important not to be hesitant. And there should be no fear of failure in your mind on anything. You keep on trying and get the right people who like who, who like you enough to, to actually guide you. Tell me, John, uh, John are these four irrefutable tips, you know, how, how are, are they applicable for businesses, entrepreneurs? How do people in businesses use those uh, tips? Or is there, a, you know, some sort of you, uh, they got to work around these things and use them in a different manner in business? Yeah, I, I love this because whether your goals are health-related, wealth-related, goal, career, you can use this the, the four irrefutable laws in any area of your life. And I, I, I found that to be true by focusing on one thing at a time. Um, there's a mm-hmm. great book by uh, – um, and this is also an American or U.S. book-based, um, mostly used for real estate agents all over the world. But the book mm-hmm. is called The One Thing. And the one thing is just the principle of focusing on one thing at a time. I know that many of us have many big goals, big aspirations, many things that we'd like to achieve. There's also many problems that we need to solve, many things that we're going through, challenges and tribulations, things that we need to understand that, that, that need to be overcome in our life. As a result of that, it's so important to just focus on one thing at a time. I've got over here, I, I, I own three or four different businesses and I've got a stack of papers that need to be done today or tomorrow for each one of these businesses. It's tax season. I know, I know we need to file our taxes. And as I look at them, I realize if, if, if I try to tackle it all at the same time, I will never get any of them done and I will owe so much money to our government. But if I just say, you know what? one stack at a time, one paper at a time. I need to block my time so that I can achieve those little things. I will achieve each one of these stacks. The same thing happens 
for our goals. If I want to build a nonprofit in the Philippines, I need to take one little step at a time towards that goal. I need to outline exactly the blueprint that it takes to achieve that goal. I need to call up my friends and say, hey, can you help me be accountable to achieving this goal? I need to do this every day or this every week in order to achieve this goal. I hire a coach who says, yeah, I've built nonprofits before. Let's do this. We can help you. We got this. And then I go to my mastermind group and I say, we're building a, we're building a nonprofit in the Philippines. We need to get some funding. Can you help me find things that I will be able to use to fund this nonprofit? And they will have all their resources. We work together to solve the challenge using all four laws in congruence it will but, accelerate the process. Yeah, John, you see, but everybody wants to be a multitasker. So uh, what is what is the correct way? It means is one thing at a time is the real thing or multitasking uh, is a is just a mis something like it's not possible. I, I mean, I am a, I can I never claim to be a multitasker. I can never be. I do only one thing at a time. If I'm talking to you, that's the only thing I'm doing right now. That's I can't right. do anything i'm not a uh, i'm not a superhero or something even su superheroes are also uh, you guess i guess most of the time they focus on only one one thing at a time saving the world that's it <laughs> you you may not be a superhero but i think you look awesome in a cape you wear a cool cape uh <laughs> thank you thank you so much you know what's funny like uh with with athletes right i can teach an athlete to pat their head and rub their tummy at the same time right that's multitasking. I can also train them to switch their hands and look how it's a little bit harder for me on this side, right? So to pat your head and rub your tummy is to teach your brain to multitask, but honestly, truthfully, and respectfully, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to say this with a serious face, ready, is that you can only achieve things at the rate that you can get one thing done. And so right. if you can get multiple things done at the same time, that's great. But if it takes you a little bit longer to get things done, even though it feels like productivity because you're doing more than one thing, it's likely that you'll be able to achieve things faster if you focus on one thing at a time. And I, I, I truly believe that. I am actually clinically diagnosed with something called ADHD, attention deficit, deficit hyperactive yeah. disorder. And that's just because I have a very, very hyperactive brain. And what that means is if I don't, if I don't hyper focus on one thing, I will get distracted. I will move on to something different. And, and many people do have this, this, what I call a superpower of being able to multitask or to focus on multiple things. But the truth is, and, 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 and um, many of my favorite financial gurus, the people who know the most about finances is that if you need to pay off a debt, you can't pay off debts all at the same time. You have to start with one focus and then they use a term called snowball. Uh, I, I don't think there's snow and <laughs> you're part of the, uh, country and world that you're in. There's snow in Salt yeah. City, but a snowball, yeah. if you take a snowball on the top of a mountain, just a little snowball, and you roll it down the mountain, it will accumulate more snow. And that yeah. snowball becomes a big boulder. And that boulder yeah. becomes a giant avalanche. And things start flowing down the hill. The same thing yeah. can happen if you focus on one little thing in your life, is that if you focus on that goal, and you push it forward, and you achieve it, the next 
part of that will accumulate and be able to move forward. And then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then you're able to manage so much more at the same time. So simply, I don't believe it's possible for people to truly live a sustainable, profitable, and prosperous life multitasking. But what they need to learn how to do to acquire wealth and prosperity. You are, you are a motivational speaker, uh, John. <laughs> then the world keeps on saying, you know, you got to multitask, man, hustle, hustle. And this word hustle has, you know, become such a rage everywhere. Now, how do you balance that out? You listen to your boss or you listen to <laughs> the fact that you can't multitask? Yeah, there's how a... You throw the word hustle out of the window. I love that. And uh, it, it's not that you have to throw hustle out the window. I think I think what it is, is we've all heard the phrase, don't work harder, work smarter. And if you work smarter, it'll come, it'll appear like you're working multitasking, right? But I promise if you focus on one thing at a time and get really, really good at doing that one thing, you will be able to achieve more in your day than the average person. Here's a little hint. Okay. When you're sitting at your house and your wife comes up or your spouse comes up and says, what are you doing? We have 10 minutes before our family's coming over. We need to clean the house, do the dishes, wash our clothes. And you're like, Oh, I forgot. And in 10 minutes, somehow some miracle, you do all this energy and you get the kitchen done. You do the dishes. You get all the laundry in the pantry. You have everything done in 10 minutes. And it's a miracle you got all the chores done before your family came over. And you save yourself from embarrassment. Somehow, some way, you were able to do that. How? Well, what if you take the same panicky or the same hyper-focused energy towards one thing at a time? You will be able to achieve more in smaller amounts of time than you do multitasking a dozen things in a large amount of time. And that's the answer to achieving great things. Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Rich. He yeah, talks, I, I, want, I, I want to ask you, John, how old were you when you wrote your own book? You know, <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, I wrote my first book at uh, age 25. And that was the, that was an ebook that I wrote for the four irrefutable laws of high performance. Um, in fact, I'll, uh, I'll give you and your listeners a free copy of that. They're welcome to have that. Um, and it's, I'll put it in the description if they, if, if it's okay with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's a, it's an easy, quick read, small ebook. Yeah. Um, but I want to give people resources because it's super easy. Um, and then I started reading and writing more books um, in the in the last two or three years. In fact, I'm 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 involved in a book series called The Thirteen Steps to Riches. It's based on okay. Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, but it's a thirteen volume book series. Each volume comes out every other month. So I'm on my uh, fourth uh, book right now. We're moving on our fifth book will be a five-time number one best-selling author from this book right here. It's called The 13 Steps to Riches. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it in any retailer online throughout the world, on Amazon, wherever Amazon is in your world, part of the world. It usually ships in 10 to 15 days. Um, but this is one of the 13 volumes. And we talk about the different principles to a successful, rich life. But it's not about being rich in just money. 
It's being rich in relationships, rich in your faith and your belief, rich in your mindset, and rich in anything you do. Because Napoleon Hill is, is correct when it says it's not just about being rich. There's a book on the uh, – um, I think it's up there um, on my shelf. It says this is how to be rich, <laughs> and they're talking okay. about money. But this book is Think First and Grow Rich. You've got to use your brain to think smarter, not right. harder. And I'm a big believer in that. Perfect. Perfect. You have explained uh, this four irrefutable laws of high performance very, very well. And I myself written them down. And, you know, it's going to help me for sure. You know, all four of them, whatever questions I had, I asked. Uh, tell me one more thing, you know, because... You see, it's been 45 minutes and we haven't even realized, you know. So that's, <laughs> that's the good good way the conversation is going. It's actually not a talk. It's a conversation. And when you converse and it's it's a good conversation, then actually both uh, everybody enjoys it. And I'm sure the viewers, whoever are listening right now, they must be enjoying it. Now, you speak well, John, I must tell you. you it's, it's a nice way you speak and... And you are a motivational speaker. So you have attended so many, uh, you know, uh, speakership works and workshops everywhere. Can you share some tips on how to be a, you know, good speaker? You know, a lot of people want to speak. Even if you are, don't want to be a motivational speaker, you've got to speak in every space of your life, maybe in office, at home, anywhere you go, in your community. So just if you can share some tips. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm a big advocate for the social media channel, uh, TikTok and Instagram. Um, on TikTok and Instagram, I actually give daily tips on how to become better at either public okay. speaking, motivational speaking, or even corporate presentations. Uh, I feel okay. like communication is one of the most powerful tools. And here's a few really quick tips on how to help you become a better speaker, whether you want to be public speaker, motivational speaker, or just do better at communicating, whether it's in your, your office or your business, okay? And I promise you, the better you become at communication, the more respected you will become from your peers, from your coworkers, your colleagues, and the people around you. And maybe, maybe communication is, as you described earlier, how I was able to work with so many great, inspirational, but really, right. really high-level people. Um, tip number one, you've never heard this ever before. I highly recommend that you read at least 10 pages a day. And I know that sounds like a lot, but if you read at least 10 pages a day from any book in self-development or, or just a book that is interesting to you, that will help you become a communicator. But there's a step two to step one. If you read at least 10 pages a day, imagine, I mean, just start adding up the math here. If you read 10 pages a day, you'll be reading an average of 50 books a year. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And the average Absolutely. CEO... The average CEO reads 60 books a year. So just keep that in mind. Number two is, is as you read, take the time to read out loud. Now, this is super annoying because we are used to reading our children bedtime stories or, uh, um, you know, that seems so childish to do. We're not in preschool or, or, or primary, but we're here. If you read out loud, you start to formulate 
true, valuable, congruent sentences. In, in, in language, in culture, we get so casual with our voice and with our language that we use, I don't know, superlatives, explicitives, things that just don't really make us better speakers and communicators. But when you read and you read out loud, you start to formulate and practice in your mind the ways that help you become a great communicator. And then when you're finished reading, try to take that same energy and have a conversation with somebody. I really, really enjoy our conversations together on this show because now I can sit and listen and have a wonderful, fluid, conversational sentence. And we can go back and forth, banter back and forth, have some fun. And it is absolutely enjoyable. You feel more intellectual. And that's like tip number three is if you read and you use audio or, or you read audibly aloud, you also start to build a confidence in your speaking. And those are just right. a few easy, simple tips. One other tip I'll share with you is if that you have a goal or a dream or maybe a mission, something that you're so focused on in life. I write all of my goals and all of my dreams and all of my missions down on note cards. This is just a simple three by five note card. And every day I write these things down to remind myself. But just like I said, just like I advised earlier, if I put this on my mirror or if I put this on the uh, the wall that I, that I, you know, I, I get ready for work every day. If I put this by my computer Every single day, I repeat out loud my goals. And I say stuff like, you know, the exact amount of money that I will make today is, and I fill in the blank with my goals and dreams. I will give in return for this acquired amount, uh, um, an exchange of effort, attitude, positivity, and focus. Uh, I need the focus part because I have ADHD. Um, I use... No, but you, know, you have used it very... You have actually used... Uh something which you had no control on, but you have actually yeah. used it positively to focus on only one thing at a time, isn't it? And that's the big takeaway for a lot of people who, you know, who, who actually get a chance to listen to this. Absolutely. You know, victim mindset is I may have a disability, but I don't think of it as a disability. I use, I use my abilities as a superpower to get what I need to get done. And yeah, I right. do... I do get distracted really easily, but I don't focus on that. The positive aspect of all the things that I have are my qualities, and I work with those. If I try to work with qualities that I don't have, then I'm only going to be spinning my wheels. But if I work with qualities I do have, and I figure out how to turn those into working for me, then I'm able to get a lot more done. Um, there's so many, so many great studies of that, and many, many people – can actually be hyper-focused and hyper-effective at everything they do that they don't need to work 10 to 12 hours a day. Rather, they can right. work three to four hours a day and go work on their hobbies and their interests. That's more interesting to me than working 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's right. just a thought. Right, right. Any any further tips that you would want to add to be a good speaker, uh, John? Or is it, is, is it that list is complete, whatever you have said? Oh, the list goes on, but um, I, I will share a, another few simple tips. Um, obviously, following the irrefutable laws of high performance, you need to surround yourself with people 
who are also great communicators. If you surround yourself with people who are constantly begging, nagging, negative, uh, say things that are inappropriate, you too will say all of those things. But if you surround yourself with people who are positive, motivating, influential, good communicators, you will be inspired to do so. I've made so many times of, of trying to fit in and going to a meeting and cracking a joke or trying to be the jokester and realizing that I quickly ostracize myself from the culture of a group because I am not surrounding myself with these people regularly. I need to acquire that. Um, another great tip for motivational speaking is that when you give speeches or even if you give presentations to practice every day is to, to, um, try to communicate what you're trying to say in one or two sentences. And a really good way to do this is truly to stand up and to try (laughs) to give what you're trying to say in a much more succinct and simple way. Oftentimes, because we are casual with our language, we will work around and try to figure out to say what we're trying to say. But if you can take a deep breath, stand up, and try to say what you're trying to say in just one or two simple sentences, you will feel so much more accomplished. And you can do this, you know, once, twice a day, or as often as you want to in any conversation. But practice speaking and getting to the point as fast as you can, not speed-wise, but simplicity-wise. And if you do so, you'll find yourself a much more confident speaker. You'll find yourself being able to get to more points. The best motivational speakers, the best public speakers in the world are not the ones who teach one topic and, 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 you know, pull in people for hours and hours and hours. The best speakers are the people who can teach on one topic, but share dozens of examples in a very short amount of time because they're very good at that. Um, Another great tip for everyone is get really good at storytelling. Storytelling is going to be the fastest way to captivate audiences and to teach them that what you have to say will add value. If you become a great storyteller, you will become a great orator. And as a great orator, you will become better at public speaking. There's a simple design or formula to speaking in stories. And that is, I mean, if anyone watches any movie from Hollywood to, to any movie or DVD that we have. There's a structure in that story. There's a buildup. There's a climax. There's a challenge. And then there's a, a, a Cinderella or a happy ending, right? And if we follow the same heroic story in all of our story, which we typically do, then you will become a better speaker. So just follow the structure of normal movies in your stories. I started as a young kid in poverty. I grew by learning how to grow businesses. My family was in so much pain and we couldn't do anything that we wanted to do because we had no money. So I had to make that moment where I decided that I was going to help my mother make more money. So I did. And my mom and I built a business and this business created so much awesomeness for us. But that business had struggles. We had to learn through those struggles. And at the top, at the climax of the story is... We were able to do amazing things together. And as a result, 
My family was able to climb out of poverty and my family was able to go on vacations and do fun things together. All of these things combined created a great, simple story. And I did that in just a few short sentences. And if we practice those things, then we will become better speakers. Wonderful, John. Wonderful. It's been around 55 minutes, 50 seconds. You see, you followed your heart. You followed some principles that you knew would work and you followed them and you reached where you are today. You know, and, and I guess this is this is good enough for anybody to have a look at this uh, irrefutable loss about how to be a good speaker and emulate some of them to achieve even a bit of success that you have achieved such an early age. On that note, John Kovach Jr., uh, thank you very much. And it's a wrap on this edition of the KAJ Masterclass. Hope to have you very soon again. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.